The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. At one point, the plane completely just like dropped and everything, all the food and everything just flew everywhere. A flight that took off from Austin hits a severe turbulence. How many were hospitalized after an emergency landing? Property tax relief, two very different bills filed in the Texas House and Senate. Which one is better? Well, at first at five, the first significant severe weather event of the season. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. The next few hours could certainly be bumpy. The winds are starting to pick up. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans is tracking the increasing threat of dangerous storms for us. And David, what are you really focused on now? Daniel, Jen, we have a line of severe thunderstorms that is entering the viewing area right now. And just in the past few minutes, the threat for all of us has increased. I want to give it over to meteorologist Nick Bannon with an yeah. eye on what's happening. Yeah, we've got our first severe thunderstorm. Storm warning of the day that's out right now for the portion of uh, our KXAN viewing area, including San Saba County, just north of San Saba. We actually have a tornado warning, but that's not for our KXAN viewing area. But you see a good chunk of San Saba County, including the city of San Saba, under a severe thunderstorm warning until 5:30. The main threat here is for uh, wind gusts up to 70 miles per hour, and we've tracked this long line of storms as it moves eastward at roughly 50 miles per hour. And you're probably wondering when does it get to where you are? Well, here's a list of some other potential uh, arrival times. Fredericksburg at 556, Burnett at 614, Blanco at 634. We're thinking in Austin uh, soon after 7 o'clock here tonight if it maintains its current pace. Now, it's just one severe thunderstorm warning so far. We're anticipating more. National Weather Service has a severe thunderstorm watch until 8 o'clock this evening for San Saba and Mason counties, meaning the ingredients are there for the potential for more severe thunderstorms. And for Lampasas County, which is also an archaic sand viewing area, and for many more counties to the north, a tornado watch in effect then until 10 o'clock because we think the areas to the north have a higher tornado risk. What about the rest of Central Texas? Well, new within the last few minutes, the National Weather Service along with the Storm Prediction Center, have now shaded this area in red as having an 80% likelihood for a new, most likely severe thunderstorm watch to be issued. And that does include just about all of the Austin metro and then the rest of the hill country. Eastern counties may have to wait a little bit for a severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch, but eventually those storms move east. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans will have the timing as these storms move through and into tonight here in First Warning Weather in a few minutes. All right, Nick and David, thanks so much. Texas Republicans' top priority is taking shape, and we now have a look at two different proposals at the Texas Capitol to cut your property taxes. But the House and Senate are already butting heads over whose idea is best. As Ryan Chandler reports, the outcome could have a big impact on your tax bills. This, this is, is meaningful, meaningful relief. relief. House, House Republicans, Republicans unveiling their, their proposal to cut property taxes. House Bill 2 would limit your home's appraisal value to 5% growth every year, down from the current 10% cap. It would also cut school districts' maximum tax rates by 15 cents and extend the appraisal caps to every property, not just homesteads. The largest property tax cut in the history of the state of Texas without Argument. But, but the, the arguments, arguments came, came quickly. That, that would be a disaster and undo everything we've done that has brought this property tax relief. And we're, we're going to do even more. Speaker Phelan's plan faces a steep climb in the Senate. All 31 senators support a different idea. They want to allow you to exempt $70,000 of your home's value from your property taxes. The bill's author estimates that will save the average homeowner $341 per year. See, if you address just one portion of your tax bill, 
just that, well, we're, we're going to control, control the value. It doesn't change the fact that, that, that the tax rates will go through the roof and your bill will go through the roof. The house plan is certainly more controversial. While many will like the additional uh, tax rate cut that it provides, appraisal caps are going to be a problem for many in the taxpayer community. House Democrats say they would also prefer the Senate plan, but would also focus on investing in other priorities, like education and health care first. It's not that Democrats are against tax cuts. Democrats pay taxes too. But Democrats want to fund the essential functions of government. If we're not doing that, then what are we doing up here? Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And while Lieutenant Governor Patrick is now opposed to capping appraisal values at 5%, it used to be his top priority. In fact, he campaigned on lowering the appraisal cap to 3% when he first ran for Senate in 2007. And as lawmakers focus on property taxes, only a small minority of Texas voters said that should be the top priority. 4% of voters said property tax cuts should be the top priority, according to a new poll from the Texas Politics Project at UT Austin. Although almost half of Texas voters said property taxes have the greatest impact on them of all taxes. The lieutenant governor also said today giving parents the right to choose where their children attend school is one of his top priorities this session. And he says he's prepared to take that fight beyond the regular session. We should not leave here this year until we pass school choice. I don't care how many special sessions it takes. And he listed school choice as number eight on his list of 30 priorities for the session. Governor Greg Abbott also named the issue as one of his priority items during his state of the state address. We're hearing from more passengers who experienced severe turbulence on a flight headed from Austin's airport to Frankfurt, Germany last night. About 90 minutes into the flight, the Lufthansa plane hit a rough air patch while traveling at 37,000 feet over Tennessee. The pilot diverted and landed safely at Washington Dulles International Airport where seven people were taken to hospitals. It got really bumpy and then at one point the plane completely just like dropped and everything, all the food and everything just flew everywhere and it was pretty scary honestly for a little bit. I mean everyone's kind of looking around like I don't think anyone ever has experienced something like that. Like I've flown a bunch and I've never even come close to anything like that. Like now, turbulence continues to be a major cause of accidents and injuries during flight. The NTSB says it accounted for more than 37% of all accidents on larger commercial airlines between 2009 and 2018. The National Transportation Safety Board just released its preliminary report into last month's close call at Austin's airport. Here's the new map that came along with it. In purple, you can see the track of the FedEx plane that was cleared to land. In red is the track of the Southwest plane that was cleared for takeoff at the same time. Exactly how close they got has not yet been determined. The NTSB says the traffic alert and collision avoidance system computers have both been removed from the planes and sent for a full data download. The House Ethics Committee has launched an investigation into New York Republican Representative George Santos. The panel says it will look at whether Santos may have, quote, engaged in unlawful activity with respect to his 2022 congressional campaign. It will also review whether Santos was truthful on financial disclosure forms, whether he may have violated conflict of interest interest laws and allegations of sexual misconduct from a person who sought a job in his office. The Justice Department says former President Donald Trump can be sued by injured Capitol Police officers and Democratic lawmakers over the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. 
The department's position that Trump was not immune from such lawsuits was laid out in a filing before a federal appeals court. Republicans are gathering in Maryland for the annual conservative political action conference where deep divisions within the party are on full display. As Alice Barr reports, it comes amid some signs that President Joe Biden may be getting close to announcing a run for re-election. President Biden on Capitol Hill today meeting with Senate Democrats. We are filled with unity, optimism. One day after a meeting with House Democrats that offered a blueprint for 2024 campaign messaging. Folks, you all know how much we've gotten done, but a lot of the country still doesn't know it. That's why the big job in front of us is implementing the laws we passed so people start to see it in their lives, all the benefits that are there. Amid speculation over when President Biden may announce his re-election bid. When will you announce your re-election, sir? When I announce it. Republican challengers are lining up. Declared candidates Nikki Haley and former President Trump and potential contender Mike Pompeo testing their own strategies at the conservative political action conference underway today. The more the merrier because, um, you know, the more people um, are, are fighting it out, I think you get sharper. But deep divisions within the GOP and sexual misconduct allegations against the head of CPAC have many Republican leaders and potential candidates from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to former Vice President Mike Pence skipping the long-held tradition. Former President Trump will be a featured speaker, and many analysts say it's still his show. What you're seeing with the Mike Pence or someone who wants to get back to more traditional Republican politics don't feel like they're going to get a warm welcome and getting booed at a CPAC stage is not a good way to start your, uh, your race for the presidency. Both sides of the aisle shoring up support and sharpening their messages as the battle for 2024 starts heating up. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Austin is the fastest growing city for millionaires. Just ahead, how many call Austin home? And the soaring cost of car insurance, how many much, how much many of us are paying in Central Texas. And waiting for storm debris pickup that's not coming, where some people are finding out they may just have to take care of it themselves. Austin is the fastest growing city for millionaires. That's what's in the 2023 wealth report by investment advisory firm Henley and Partners. So it says the number of millionaires who call Austin home has more than doubled between 2012 and 2022, surpassing 30,000. Digging a little deeper, 86 of them have wealth that is more than $100 million. There are also nine billionaires who live in Austin. The report defined wealth as a person's net investable assets, meaning cash, property, and listed companies. Holdings. Well, maybe you've noticed the cost for car insurance is spiking. Drivers nationwide and right here in Central Texas are now paying more than $2,000 a year for car insurance. The company Bankrate crunched the numbers and found over the last year, premiums rose more than 13% and the bigger bills are arriving for all types of drivers. I'm a safe driver. My wife's in school. Um, we don't drive that much. And um, I was generally surprised because I never, I've never actually used my insurance before. And then all of a sudden, I'm out $800, $1,000 a month, and I have a son. We have to buy diapers. I'm paying for my son's school, for my son's school, for my wife. Head on nightly news where car insurance rates are rising the most and want to know if you're shopping for new insurance. 
Still calm here in Austin, but don't let your guard down. Warnings are becoming more numerous right now in the Hill Country. We have a new severe thunderstorm warning just issued, including Gillespie County, Fredericksburg, Harper, and Doss. 60 mile per hour wind gusts and quarter sized hail racing your way. That cell, speaking of racing, it's moving at 70 miles per hour. Not only that, but it's now showing signs of rotation. No tornado warning issued on it as of now. We'll be back with the latest analysis of what to expect this evening. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. After last month's ice storm, the Brushy Creek Municipal Utility District, or MUD, said it would help pick up tree debris. But now that's not happening. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with leaders to find out why, and she joins us live this evening. Mercedes. Thanks, guys. Now, piles of brush just like this one behind me can be found piled along almost every street here in Brushy Creek. Neighbors, of course, are worried that tonight's storms may scatter them in the streets, too. Now, I spoke to mud leaders who say that they did underestimate just how many branches there would be to clean up after last month's ice storm. Now, I also spoke to one local man who says he doesn't want to have to pay to clean it up now. This pile has been sitting outside Mustafa Muhammad Ali's Brushy Creek home for weeks. It's... Uh... It aggravates me to see it, so I pretend it's not there. Right after the ice storm, he says the Brushy Creek MUD promised to help people clean up, but walked that back this week. And with no county brush pickup available, this pile will stay put. The mud and the county are absolving themselves of any responsibility is completely unacceptable. It was an uh, optimistic opportunity, um, but unfortunately it wasn't financially viable in the long run. Sean Dalton is the general manager of the Brushy Creek MUD. He says the district's budget just can't make room. We didn't enter into the budget year to anticipate a half million dollar um, tree debris cleanup from an ice storm. Dalton says the MUD is brainstorming short and long term solutions for future weather damage. But with strong winds and rain expected Thursday, Muhammad Ali says branches that should have been cleaned up weeks ago now pose a threat. That happens, we get 60 mile an hour gusts going around and the branches will be all the way down the street. Then who's going to be responsible for them? Now, General, General Dalton did say that that brush pickup was not offered as a service before this last month's ice storm, but that could change here in the very near future. In Brushy Creek, I'm Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, wind gusts of 60 miles per hour or greater are a concern pretty much area-wide this evening as a line of severe thunderstorms. The first early this spring season is starting to roll through. Let's get right now to meteorologist Nick Bannon with a look at a new severe thunderstorm warning. Yes, and uh, new severe thunderstorm watches too, David. We hinted at this just a few minutes ago, gave you your first warning about a, a new likely severe thunderstorm watch. And just minutes ago, the National Weather Service issued it for almost the entirety of the KXAN viewing area. This severe thunderstorm watch now includes the Austin metro counties and most of our eastern counties, and it goes all the way until 10 o'clock tonight. What is a severe thunderstorm watch? Well, it means that conditions could lead to severe storms. We want you to have a plan, stay informed, prepare to head indoors. 
away from windows. And now's a great time to put your car in the garage uh, to avoid any hail damage there. And certainly as the storms move through, you want to be inside and get your family inside. We still have a tornado watch for Lampasas County. The rest of central Texas, just about except for Milam County, is under a severe thunderstorm watch. Here's what's happening on radar now. These warnings are starting to add up into portions of the hill country, including San Saba, where we've got a warning for the northern portion of the county until 530. This southern sliver until 650 and now a new warning for Mason County until 6. Right now, the wind damage threat appears to be the highest. This is what the storm winds look like on radar. And you can see some of these bright colors here indicating some very strong winds in the storm getting driven down to the ground. And as we query some of these winds, we're seeing some gusts already up to 60 miles per hour, which is what David was warning you. So David, I know you're going to be taking us through the timing of the storm, how this line moves through central Texas tonight and our main concerns with it. That's right, Nick. And the main concern, as you mentioned, is wind damage. We think that's going to be the most common thing that we see as the line sweeps through. Also, though, we cannot rule out an isolated tornado or two and some more large hail like many of us unfortunately saw in the hill country this morning. Here is the forward projection on the future weather model. I'll take you an hour or two in the future and notice this big line of severe thunderstorms rocking places like Llano County, Gillespie County at 6 p.m. Any of these storms that are shown with the reds and especially the purple colors could be severe. And even as this forms a line with wind damage, the main concern, some little spin-up tornadoes sometimes happen along these lines. So we'll be on the lookout for several threats. 8 p.m. It's in the metro. Now we think it could arrive downtown as early as 7. Best to plan indoor time though between 7 and 8 in the Austin area. After that, the line is racing eastward. I mean really racing at 50 to 60 miles an hour. By 9 p.m., the leading edge of that wind is moving out of our area and skies clear just like that overnight. Rain amounts are going to be kind of lackluster because this heavy rain is moving so quickly, a quarter to a half inch for most of us as the line moves through. Temperatures are also about to drop just like a rock. We're going from the 80s to the 60s behind this front. Watch that line of cooler air bringing us to 59 in Marble Falls by 6 o'clock, down into the 60s in Austin as it moves through, and our eastern counties get in on this cooler, more seasonable air by 8 or 9 p.m. Now, there's also something interesting happening. We're going to get some serious west winds even behind this line of storms. Here's the line of storms on a cool NOAA satellite image that I don't usually show you. Artificially enhanced behind it in this yellow color, the satellite and the computer analyzing it are picking up on blowing dust. Matter of fact, I think we're all going to be breathing some West Texas dust as this line blows through tonight. In Del Rio, right there, they had a 73 mile per hour, just about hurricane force wind gusts, blowing dust, reducing their visibility to a half a mile and cutting their power out. A wind advisory in effect for many, including Austin, through midnight with westerly wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. Our computer model suggesting winds over 60 miles an hour in parts of the hill country. Winds will gradually die out overnight. Still a breezy morning, though, tomorrow. Tonight, 51 degrees as the skies clear and the winds howl. Tomorrow, really pleasant as the winds slowly diminish. High temperatures at 75 with low humidity. Low humidity and sunshine, it's going to be a perfect weekend. First weekend of March, lower 80s each afternoon. Then, next week, we've got a whole other thing we're watching. A little March cold snap, dropping lows to the 40s and bringing some cold, light rain. We'll be right back. 
The Austin Police Department is launching a new non-emergency reporting system powered by artificial intelligence, and you can use it by downloading the case number mobile app. A virtual officer will conduct a full interview, and it supports several different languages. APD says it believes the new system will reduce wait times and speed up the investigations process. Well, now to today's big announcement out of Egypt, the discovery of a sealed off chamber inside one of the Great Pyramids at Giza that date back to some uh, 4,500 years. Uh, it's a 30 foot long corridor perched above the main entrance at the Pyramid of Khufu. That's the largest of the pyramids. It was found by the Scan Pyramids Project, which has been using different scanning techniques to peer inside the pyramid. Now scanners want to know why the closed off chamber is there. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.